Chapter 9. Government Gets Creative For many generations, the island government functioned as planned. A series of wise and restrained rulers came and went, maintaining a strict focus on encouraging business expansion and personal savings. Taxes were comparatively easy to bear, and regulation of industry remained light. As production expanded, businesses profited, prices steadily fell, and purchasing power rose. After a few generations, almost every family owned a canoe. Some families even had two or three canoes. The island became so prosperous that industries and services were developed that had been completely unknown in the days of hand fishing. Hut designers, witch doctors, and drum makers became viable professions. Things got so prosperous that a theater troupe opened on the island's west coast. The premiere production of The Fish Man Cometh opened to rave reviews. Along the way, some senators made the emotional case that the Constitution's original linkage between tax payment and voting eligibility was fundamentally undemocratic. Out of a spirit of progressivism, this restriction was removed, bringing to the polls a great many voters who were far less interested in government budgetary prudence. As the government payroll grew along with the economy, the job of senator inevitably gained in status and appeal. Originally a position for just the most revered and accomplished of the island's elders, the Senate now began to attract ambitious go-getters. One of the more innovative of the senatorial hopefuls was Frankie Deep, who noticed a strain in human behavior that provided him with a path to power. He observed that people loved getting stuff for free. Similarly, they hated paying taxes. So he devised a plan. If he could find a way to make it look like he was giving something to the islanders for free, then he could gain their unconditional support. Unfortunately, all the government had was what it collected in taxes. The Senate didn't catch any fish. They could only give by taking. How could they give away more than they took? After a particularly bad monsoon, Frankie sensed an opportunity. Politicians, as we know, never let a crisis go to waste. He preached, my fellow islanders, the storm we have just been through has wrought untold hardship on our people. Many of our citizens are now hotless and fishless. We cannot stand idly by and do nothing. If elected, I will institute a government reconstruction program for our neediest citizens to repair the damage. But he assured the citizens that the cost of the construction would be paid for by the economic activity that the spending generated. His opponent, Grouper Cleaver, offered nothing except wise stewardship of the island savings and a promise not to interfere with the liberties of the citizenry. Not surprisingly, Frankie Deep sailed into office as senator-in-chief. His election victory did not change the fact that there were not enough fish reserves to finance the spending he envisioned. To cover the gap, Frankie came up with another plan. The government would issue paper money, called fish reserve notes which would be redeemable for actual government fish stored at the good bank. Citizens could get their fish immediately or use the notes to trade for other goods and services just as they would have done with real fish. Disgusted, the island's chief judge weighed in and pointed out that the Constitution gave the Senate no authority to take money from one citizen for the sole benefit of another, nor did it have the authority to issue paper notes for fish. Frankie solved that problem by nominating one of his political buddies to sit as judge. The more cooperative jurist declared the Constitution to be a, quote, 
living document, unquote, whose precepts could be actively interpreted by new generations confronting issues unforeseen by the founding fishers. At first, the citizens were a little uncomfortable with the new fish reserve notes. They were used to paying for things with actual fish. But after a while, the new paper notes caught on. Most had to admit that they were easier to carry, and the odor was a distinct improvement. Meanwhile, Frankie's advisors scoured the island looking for worthy projects to fund, maintaining unvarnished objectivity, of course. When they found a project that would be guaranteed to have enough support from potential voters, they handed out the new notes to make it happen. Less thought was given to whether or not the project was actually necessary. The new bank director, Max Goodbank VII, they just liked that name, was not crazy about the new fish notes. He thought the ease in which the notes could be printed would create dangerous incentives for the senators. Yet, he could sleep soundly at night, provided that the government maintained enough actual government fish in the bank to redeem all the notes. Not surprisingly, his confidence didn't last too long. Soon, Frankie and his agents had handed out far more fish reserve notes than the government's account had fish to redeem. When he noticed the dwindling reserves, he headed to the Senate to sound the alarm. Frankie, stop the presses, shouted Max. I only have nine fish available for every ten notes that you guys have handed out. If the savers figure out that there really aren't enough fish to cover their deposits, there'll be a run on the bank, and I'll be out of fish. You have to stop issuing these fish reserve notes and raise taxes. We've got to replace our reserves. Frankie and his top advisors, Huey Humpback and Tad and Emini, burst out laughing. Raise taxes? <laughs> raise taxes? Cut, cut spending? <laughs> That's a good one. You'd be a real force on the campaign trail. You got any other bright ideas? Goodbank explained, Sorry, guys, but there's really no other choice. Once the savers on the island realize that there is really no safety in bank deposits, they'll stop saving. They'll keep their fish at home like they used to. There'll be no pool of capital available to maintain the equipment we now rely on, much less fund new projects. Our whole economy could collapse. Listen, worrywart, said Frankie. We have thought of that, and we have a plan. Why should the savers have to know that their savings are shrinking and not growing? Frankie continued, My economic advisors have degrees from our new university, where they have mingled with some of the island's top scientists. It's amazing the things that some of these guys come up with. And they have really hit the jackpot. It's time we let you in on a little secret. Bring in the technicians! At that, a number of lab-coated scientists walked in with three regular-looking fish. Look, said one. We've been scouring the beaches and garbage dumps, collecting discarded fish skins and skeletons, especially ones with the head and tail intact, and just watch this magic. Then, in a blur of cutting, splicing, gluing, and sewing, the technicians took the fish and began construction of a new fish around the discarded fish parts. They sculpted, molded, glued, and sealed. Using this process, they were able to produce four passable fish out of three. What was once garbage, now it looked like a genuine fish. The secret's in the glue, said Frankie. This new sealant never comes undone. The fish will hold together indefinitely, and the dupes, I, I, mean, I, I mean the citizens, will be none the wiser. We'll call these new fish official fish, and we'll use them to pay back the depositors. 
Let our boys into your vault for a few days, and your fish crunch problems will be solved. Goodbank was stunned. He had to admit the trickery was impressive. The corners of his mouth crept up into a smile. He was tired of having to say no all the time. It was no fun. Nobody liked him. They called him tightwad behind his back. Maybe this is a way out, he thought. Maybe this is the ticket to popularity. First I get the fish, then I get the power, then I get the women. But then his good sense rushed back. These people aren't magicians, he thought. Fish don't grow on trees. All the senators can do is create fake fish by diminishing the value of the island's savings. He tried to reason with them. Come on, the depositors will get wise. Look, your official fish looks skimpy next to a genuine fish. After all, people have been eating fish around here for a long time. Everyone knows the value of an honest fish. They may not be that easy to fool. Answering in his most diplomatic voice, Frankie tried to calm Goodbank's fears. We thought of that. So for a start, official fish won't need to be too much smaller. We'll make ten official ones out of every nine real ones, so they'll only be ten percent smaller. In addition, and this is the genius part, we'll pass a law to prevent islanders from comparing them to real fish. Tad and Emily chimed in. Yeah, that's right. We'll say the scientists have discovered a new disease among unprocessed fish, and we'll require everyone to turn in their genuine fish for the officially decontaminated fish as soon as they're caught. The senators and technicians described how the decontamination process would explain why official fish were not quite as filling. To keep people from comparing real fish to official fish, and to supposedly increase fish production, the senators also decided to establish a fishing department, which would have sole responsibility for catching fish. Goodbank could take no more of this. This can't work. If people stop fishing for themselves and rely on the government instead, our total catch will diminish. Eventually, we'll run out of savings. How can you be so sure, countered Frankie. Our fishing department will be the wave of the future. We'll put in only our most trusted friends as managers, and we'll give special prizes to the workers who show the greatest civic spirit. And besides, we only need to keep it going through the next election. After that, we'll think up a more long-term plan. I promise we will. In the meantime, said Huey Humpback, this new fish expansion procedure will give you enough fish to cover all your outstanding obligations and pay all the interest on your deposits. We will even have enough fish left over to spend in ways that will finally do some good for our people. Goodbank thought about it some more. It can't work. The people will get wise. They'll worry about their savings and they'll withdraw their deposits. We got that covered too, explained Frankie. We'll declare that all deposits will be guaranteed by a new government agency called the Fish Deposit Insurance Corporation. That's right, the FDIC. Once people know that the Senate stands behind their deposits, who's going to withdraw their fish? With insurance in place, depositors will think we are protecting their savings, even while we loot its value. So, Max, said Frankie, leaning in close and giving him a bear hug. We'll go along, won't you? Goodbank was tempted to throw his lot in with the reformers, but he found his spine. While the politicians were worried about the appearance of solvency and their own heroic self-images, he was concerned about the value of fish.
Absolutely not, he thundered. It's fraud. It's deception. If there's one thing you senators have in common, it's dishonesty. I'll close the bank and tell the people to save their fish at home before I go along with this. During this tirade, the senators rolled their eyes and shrugged their shoulders, and eventually they could take no more. Frankie summoned the Senate guards. He whispered a few words to the chief guard, and Goodbank was hauled away, kicking and screaming, his parting words falling on deaf ears. It's too bad that chump wouldn't play ball, said Frankie. Get Allie Greenfin in here. Frankie then appointed Allie Greenfin as the new director of the bank with strict instructions to implement the fish expansion plan at full tilt. Furthermore, the good bank savings and loan would now be called the Fish Reserve Bank. The next morning, the body of Max Goodbank VII, the island's trusted banker, was found tangled in the coral reef. The death was attributed to natural causes. Eulogies bathed in crocodile tears echoed from the highest halls of the island. Senator Frankie ordered a lavish funeral. With Allie Greenfin, now chairman of the Fish Reserve Bank, the scheme worked to perfection. The transition from genuine fish to official fish was made. Later that week, as Goodbank's body was laid to rest, few islanders realized that they were also burying their traditions of honest banking and sound money. Takeaway As discussed earlier, the United States experienced sustained deflation for most of its history. Then in 1913, the Federal Reserve was established. The notes it issued, which promised to pay the bearer gold on demand, replaced the private banknotes then in circulation, which offered similar guarantees. But as soon as the Fed came on the scene, prices started rising steadily. The Fed, as the Federal Reserve is known, was originally given the mission of establishing an elastic money supply. The idea would be that the Fed could expand or contract the amount of money in circulation to correspond with economic activity. It was thought that such movements could hold prices steady through good times and bad. Even if such a mission were a good idea to begin with, it's easy to see that the Fed has utterly failed in accomplishing it. Over the past 100 years, the dollar has lost more than 95% of its value. So much for price stability. The truth is that the Fed now exists for the sole purpose of providing the inflation necessary to allow the government to spend more than it collects in taxes. During the Depression, President Roosevelt decided to devalue the dollar against gold. In order to pull this off, the government had to control the entire gold market, and for a time the government made it illegal for Americans to own gold coins. Later, the ability to redeem the notes for gold was restricted to just banks and then to just foreign banks, and then finally to no one. We are left with a currency that has no real value and can be expanded at will. This has prevented the government from ever having to make hard choices about spending and taxes, and has set us on a path that will eventually destroy the remaining value of the dollar. 